Hello and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I'm Brad. I'm Skullboy. You went with Skullboy this time and not Sam. I, I never, I don't remember how I do it any any other times. I just do the You always say Sam Amelli. Do I? I'm a Sam Amelli. No, not, I'm that's a- not Mario. <laughs> Um, okay. A- Any- welcome, welcome, no. Sam. No. Okay. Okay. Anyhow, uh, today we are reviewing against the giants. Should I? Is it? Is the proper name Dungeon Module G One Two Three Against the Giants? Is it like? Is it like Max, the one to watch for HBO, or is it just? Can I just say Max, like Against the Giants? I think you can What's- just say Against the Giants. That's fine. I because like I like the the names of the original modules. They're more yeah yeah, but. Um, this is sort of a super module, so we will mention yeah. them. Yeah, so so technically we're reviewing three short modules: the Steading oh. of the Hill Giant Chief, Glacial Rift of the Frost Giant Yarl, and Hall of the Fire Giant King. That's right. Otherwise, I think yeah. otherwise we would known be, as against the giants. We would be remiss if uh, in if in wait in mentioning or not mention. We have to mention this is part of our ongoing gamer blast from the past series. You got to say that we're blasting. We're gaming. These these gamers, we take the modules, we dust them off, and we blast them, baby. We blast yeah. them all the way. Is the blasting what dusts them off, or is, does the blasting happen after? Like- I like to imagine it's like a radical like 90s toy commercial where like mm. Brad kicks in a door and he's got a leaf blower oh. for some reason and he's like and then there's like a there's like a like an old like grandma's face that's getting like <laughs> You know, like one of those, like, you yeah. know, sort of like the lips are getting blown back and it's There's like a, a whole thing. And it's just like, this isn't your grandma's against the giants. And it's like, yes, it is. Yes. Cut to Yochai drinking a large glass of Tang. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do I spit it out? You know? No way. <laughs> Hulk Hogan no, is there yeah. for some reason. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. come on, brother. <laughs> I, I, my mind went immediately to the broad sword. Uh, Hero Quest commercial where the kid says it in such a strange way. Uh, I love, I love that game. Okay, so um, uh, before we talk about this module, we are going to take one question from the mailbag. Short. Wait a second, yo, I got a question too. Hey, what? I I got a question for our guest. Hey, Sam, what's what's up, Sam? How you doing, Sam? What's up? Hey, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Hey, what's hot right now? That's what I want to know. Uh, no, what's I hot thought, right now? Okay. Yeah, what's hot? It's Annie's voting season. I'm sorry? Annie's voting. Annie's voting season. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. got to no. log on to www.votefortheannies.com. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got to go. Listen, this is going to keep this pitch very short. Go vote for uh, um, uh, Barkeep on the Borderlands for best supplement. That's there you all go. I care about. Thank you. You got, you you're, got a little pony you're in this make, race. War, Warren yeah. is going to be so happy. That's oh, well, he's going to hear this and be so happy. Listen, this is I. I want it to happen because you know what? It's good. It's just good. It's a good module. It's cool. It's fun. It's got a lot of cool people in it. I love to do and work Funny, for it. There's, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, we've got, let's see, the, a nice little cover of some, looks like a, an, uh, an orc at a bar and a it fryer. It is, in fact, a, a deep homage to the cover of Keep on the Borderlands. If you notice, there are some uh, yes. key elements in there, like um, the one orc that is dodging 
a spear or an arrow or whatever. And there's also there's a bonsai, sorry, bonsai tree that's uh, the one the one tree that's on the cover of Cave on the Borderlands. This is like a Rizo print too, if I'm not if I can. Is it? No, it feels very fancy. Did we land on Riso? I can't re- remember. I think no, it's I don't want to. It's okay. Riso, right? Is that, is that what it's supposed yeah, to be? it's Japanese pronounced with an Italian accent. Yeah, yeah it's it a me, Riso. Yeah. It's a Risograph. Aha. Okay. What? That's actually perfect, though, yeah. because the, the intersection of Japan and Italy is uh-huh. uh, Mario. I switched my ya and wa. It doesn't matter. Uh, do are, are we into the Ennies here? Do we, or do we respect the Ennies? I don't. I don't know. I just know that um, you- when the book gets the enemy, it sells more copies, and then I I get more work. There we so go. That's cool. Uh, you heard it, folks. Go to www.heyheyitsthenies.com <laughs> and vote for hey, Barkeep. Hey, it's the Annie's. Yeah. Barkeep Beautiful. on the borderland. Yeah. Game of well, the year. Publisher's <laughs> choice. I don't care about them at all. I think they're frequently wrong. I don't find it anything appealing about the process and. I don't care about. Is it like Ian World Forums? Who, who, what is that from? I can't. It's one of those N World. N World. Yeah, isn't that where? Where does the N name come? I, it must. I, it oh must yeah, be. it must be. The thing is, yeah, I don't be. care. I just. I'm glad it can help sell stuff. No, I, no, listen, it's your job. Here's the thing. I, get I, it. I agree, but it's like I think about it like think about it like min maxing in a video game. It's not about whether or not you care. It's just getting you to the end of the game, and the end of the game for me is a solid gold mansion with a big <laughs> statue of, uh, of a. It's a fully. It's like a, an emerald dragon statue that is full scale, and it's just me as Emperor God King sitting in a big onyx throne like King Snur, <laughs> and here I am. I'm I'm the art. God of everything now because wow. I won an any. No, I beautiful hope goal. it helps. I hope Thank it you. helps. I disagree <laughs> with that. I mean, but I do hope it helps people. You don't think I, I deserve a solid gold? I, no, I. There's first off, you wouldn't like it. It would be really cold. It's a really soft metal too, so you'd be dinging it up all the time. Oh, that's not. Uh, I don't live in it. I just vacation in it. Oh <laughs> I think you die uh, of some kind of like. You know, mineral-based poisoning. Anyways, hey, you gotta that's go somehow, being too man. rich. That's yeah. why I want to die. You gotta go for, uh, wealth doesn't bring happiness. That's a mistake. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm well aware of that. I think I'm at the point of wealth though, where if I got a little bit more, I would in fact get happy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I haven't capped out on that yet. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. No, it's yeah, true. there's room it's for ha- for more happiness in my bank I'm account the wrong, for sure. W- yeah, if if we're looking at happiness as like being able to pay all the medical bills, then like yeah, yeah no, I'm not uh, quite obviously. happy enough yet. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, wealth wealth does not mean money. It means a lot of money in my mind. But yes, okay. Oh yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. Solid gold castle, notwithstanding. No, just okay. So uh, <laughs> here's the Mootsack question, as described by the person who sent it in. This is from Jacob Marks. Okay, well, I can't wait to hear it. I love questions. I, you, I was taking a breath so I wouldn't have to breathe in the middle. You just have to insert. Okay, okay. So, well, just uh, let me know next time. We don't man. want any dead I'm air. starting. I'm starting. Some of my favorite modules don't tell me too much. They leave enough up to my imagination. When writing my jam entry, I believe this is referring to the Karen jam that just finished. When writing my jam entry, I found that very hard to balance. What is your process for interrogating whether you've written too much or too little? Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's yeah, the question. That's, question. that's hard. Okay. 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 Who wants to answer this answer this bad boy first? You go first. You're the guest. I want you to start, Sam. Oh, it's, thank you so that's much. That's my greatest wish. That's, that's so kind of you. 
Um, I can't I, wait to hear what Sam says. I fundamentally disagree with the um, this this question at its root. Whoa, and whoa! I think I think most of the time people don't put enough in what they're writing. Whoa! I always want a little bit more. I think that sometimes we use the uh, the the prompt of like don't overwrite as an excuse to be lazy about not uh, giving enough. And I'm not saying like give me more. I what I don't want. Here's overwriting. Don't give me um, a, an entry of like 100 useless things that you found in a giant's pocket. I don't care about that. But do give me lots of interesting tidbits of lore about the surrounding area. Give me lots of cool rumors. Give me lots of uh, interesting items. Give me lots of names and little personality quirks for specific characters. And don't give me tables of random ones. Just give me something that is and i will run it because i am busy and when i open up a game to play the few times a year that i get to do that i really want everything just like ready to go for me and like i can i can fill in cracks where i need to and i can disregard things if they don't need to be there for my purposes but i'd rather have too much than too little wow interesting okay. so that's what i call a non-answer in my opinion you Whoa, um, that's a spicy okay, take. Okay. Okay. No, how, do you, no. how do you edit that down? Write no, too much and yeah. then take 30% of it away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, let me tell you how I would change your answer. Oh, you beat me to the <laughs> I think this is this might be big spot art industry talking, though. You know, oh, oh, oh yeah. a lot of text you got there. I think you need a little drawing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> why, is, why is he New Yorker? I don't. Hey, I hey. gotta draw your wizards over here. Hey, hey I gotta hey. afford my What's... solid gold castle. Yeah, hey. that, that's you're leading into Simpsons voices, right? Sure, there. That's... I could draw you a little skeleton for your margins, <laughs> but it'll cost you. <laughs> okay, okay, enough, enough, enough. Okay, all right. Uh, what's, my... what's your answer, Edge Lord Spice um, Master Yochai? Yeah. My response is: Don't be afraid to kill your darlings. Whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah. My my, yeah. Th- my general, so I just put out the Karen second edition playtest, right? And uh, it is so different from when I started. About 60 pages of it are just backgrounds. And so they're just tables, like, you know, two tables per background, whatever. And so little of what I originally wrote has survived. And that's only because I went through and I looked at something that I really loved and I just got rid of it. <laughs> You know, because it didn't, it didn't do what I had figured out I wanted it to do. So once you understand what you're trying to say and what you're trying to, to do, what the point of what you're doing is, go through it again and kill the thing that doesn't help further the goals that you set for yourself. So with this respect to my backgrounds, I had two goals. Say something about the world and give the players something that they can be excited about. Those are both two things that I learned from Chris McDowell about writing backgrounds. And I had not figured this out until I'd already written like 16 or 15 of them or something. And when I, when I applied this to the ones from the beginning and went through them, not only did they all get leaner in a good way, they, they, they better served their own original purpose by being tailored to this specific goal I had figured out. And the only way to do that is to gut these things that I had poured a lot of energy into. I mean, I'd written a lot 
and I got rid of 90% of it in the end. So that's my yeah. general advice is just get rid of the stuff that doesn't serve your goal and don't be afraid to kill your darlings. Yeah. Okay. That's, I, I think that's, that's pretty wise, honestly, because there is, I think it's really easy to hold on to stuff just for the sake of like, I like it, but it's like, you got to think about the play is the thing, right? You got to yeah. hold on to, does the book need this? Right. Not do I need this, but does the book need this? I agree. Yeah, and, yeah I agree. and you can always reuse it later too. Like some of the stuff that I wrote that was too prescriptive, you know, it 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 was too much my world bleeding into what someone else might use for a different world. I took that stuff and it's either in my mind or it's in some archive and it's somewhere out there that I could go and reach back out and, and in the future maybe write an adventure that sort of expands on stuff that I wrote that never made it to the final release. Yes. It's true. Sometimes those discarded things can be whole ideas in themselves if you like them enough to give them legs and let them walk around. Great point. Yeah, I I agree with all these things. Uh, I might also add, though, is that um, when it comes to the prose itself, the text itself, I'm a pruner. Okay, I go through and I prune and I prune and I prune and I prune. I cut, I chop back to the bare minimum. Uh, You want... Look, you can have text, you can have prose, you can make it purple, but... You got to keep it punchy, okay? Are you using a lot of is, uh, you know, uh, verbs? Because you shouldn't. Get rid of those, okay? Use punchier verbs, okay? Are you using any past perfect tense? I hate it. Stop it. There's too many words there. Fix it, okay? Just like uh, every every sentence needs to punch. If you're writing stuff that is boring, combine it with another sentence until it's punchy and hot, Okay? Uh, because I, I don't want to read five sentences when one can do the same trick. That one sentence is going to be, it's going to have more hot cha cha. Okay, that's my that's my writing advice. Um, that's the one the one thing you say that I really find funny every time is that hot cha cha thing. I said hot cha cha before. Oh, you not only oh, have you yeah. said it, not only what? have you said it. It's I like catchphrase. I now say it to myself sometimes. That he are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Sur- I'm not. I'd be surprised if you weren't wearing a shirt that says "Hot Cha Cha." Right? I have, holy cow! My I, huge <laughs> blind spot to me saying "Hot Cha Cha." Uh, I know. I wish I had I never. I wish I'd never said it because now you're going to be self conscious about it until you forget. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like I've noticed. You know, I've got a little three year old child, and I've noticed he started saying some things that I say that are like, I'm like, oh, that's a funny thing to say. I'm like, oh wait, he hears me say that all the time. Oh, he called oh, someone. Dude. He called someone. <laughs> we were driving, and and he was like, "Move, you dingus!" <laughs> like, wow. oh my god, oh, I have wow. to stop. I have to stop yeah. calling people a dingus it's, while I'm driving. I don't know. That's pretty mild. I feel like yeah. that's, that's pretty pretty because you you need to have something to I, you know, yeah. release at the you know you got to be able to kamea kamea yeah uh, wave you know anger out into the world. But it's like, a uh, it's a beautiful Irish name. I think too, it'd be a great name for a, a, a child. It's it's Polish, no just right? start Ding, dingus day. That's like a thing. I'm from Buffalo, so yeah, hey, dingus day. Uh, I don't know. Now, so okay, it is not. It's Dutch from Afrikaans. What ding? Ding is the same as thing, like the ding. ding A ding. The pipes are calling. What I think of is 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 (laughs) dingus boy. Dingus. I think of the. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Yochai. Please. I I I think I think of the the dingensuck, the thing in itself. You know the. No. I don't. I, we should be talking about sucking dings right now. I think wild Irish dingus. No, it's the Kant. You know, you know Immanuel Kant, 
the 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 ding on sich the it's it's yeah, um, yeah. it's an i it's an it's an object independent of its representation or what a person can observe about it it's from the critique of pure reason the totally. point is that's the word i think of is ding when you say is okay, this like german cinepa una pipe is it like that i don't know what is that it is like, uh, it's uh this is not a pipe it's a oh oh say say na say na pa un pipe peep yeah yeah Or, yeah. I don't speak French. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think good. Uh, good job with that question. That's all done. Now let's move on. All yeah. right. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. Let's now here's a great example sec. of someone who doesn't uh, know that <laughs> one sentence would do when <laughs> you have five. Who me or you or him? No, Gygax. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, this guy. I, I, I've been holding <laughs> that in this whole time. I've been holding in ever since you all, you both mentioned like oh yeah you know you gotta just cut it down I'm just thinking like oh I wish Gygax had learned and I have a couple examples that we'll get into later of like why I have some theories also look when Gygax is on he is on okay I uh, there's some there's some Gygax purple pros I could call out in other words absolutely that is like oh yeah it's making my soul sing you know let's but, take a uh, step back agreed this is, yeah this is going to be a long and I think. Spoiler alert, somewhat contentious discussion. So Whoa. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the deal. I'm going to describe it, and then our guest will give his... This was... This, okay, so Sam, this was your idea. Yes, and, it was. This and was I, a Sam pick. My understanding, I did not go to college. My understanding is when a person makes a thesis, they have to defend it. This is your thesis. And Brad, you're not going to be helpful in this regard, but I hope I can... S- Stoke the flames of critique in you enough against this particular module in in so so that by the end of this conversation, Sam, you will have changed my mind. That's what I hope, genuinely hope. Oh, so okay, that's interesting. I okay, um, yeah, all right. You say the things you're going to say, and then I've got like all of the various hold up, releases hold up, back, and, rewind. Let's introduce yeah, it. What are we? That's talking what about? I was going to do. It, that's what I was going to do. I was just start the oh, show. I wanted, I wanted to state the frame because we get ahead of ourselves a lot. Okay. So sure, yes. Let us state this. So against the giants. Wait, actually. So I can introduce this. I have all the information. But if you would prefer, Sam, you're welcome. To I, well. I do have. I have a lot of things written down. If you don't mind, please. I want please. The, no, I want no. the Sam. Hi- okay, here's what I want. You hide. Say the boring stuff, Sam. Give me the cool history lesson. Brad does the summary. Bingo, bango, bongo. Hit it. All right. Okay. Bingo, <laughs> bango, bongo. Yeah. That's another one. Look, he's trying out new things. Oh, no, no, that one's not new, Sam. <laughs> that one's not new. I guess I didn't even okay. realize. <laughs> Against the Giants is the current iteration of these three adventures, which Gary Gagax wrote. These are basically three modules in one delivered um, to me anyways, as a POD or as a PDF. You can also find the original three copies, which I believe Sam has. Uh, there are three adventures, Steading of the Hill Giant Chief, Glacial Rift of the Frost Giant Jarl, and Hall of the Fire Giant King. There's a lot of words in each of those. Uh, these were released for the first edition AD&D back in 70, uh, 78 and then in 81, I think. They were released one after the other and used at tournaments. Uh, this is written by Gary Gygax and I believe, I believe he also did the edit, the, the layout because there's no credits for that. So written by Gary Gygax, 
probably laid out by Gary Gygax as well. Editing by Mike Carr, Timothy Jones, John Pickens, and Lawrence Schick. Art is by David C. Sutherland III and David A. Trampier. Trampier, I don't know how he pronounces it. Jeff D., David S. LaForce, Errol Otis, and Bill Willingham, who did the cover, by the way. Uh, and it was published by TSR in 78 and 81. So... That is Good the job. boring, boring stuff. Yeah, I have I have a, a few quick addendums to this because we're not going to talk about them, but it was Addend. also it was also against the Giants was revised and reprinted in the 128 page super module Queen of the Spiders in 1986 in combination with the three Drow series modules and Queen of the Demon Web Pits. Uh, it was re released uh, again as Against the Giants: The Liberation of Jeff in 1999 <laughs> for TSR for the 25th anniversary, written by Sean K. Reynolds, and includes more locations in the land of Jeff that tie the campaign together more than the original. And 1999 also featured a reprinting of the three modules made available in the Dungeons & Dragons Silver Anniversary Collector's Edition box set with slight modifications to make it more distinguishable from the original. It was then novelized in 1999 by Rue Emerson. Uh, and then in 2012, Wizards re-released each module in Dungeon Magazine issues 197 to 200, updated for a fourth edition by Chris Perkins, including a new fourth adventure, Warrens of the Stone Giant Thane. And then... In 2017, Wizards re-released Against the Giants, updated to 5th edition rules as part of the Tales from the Yawning Portal collection. Yep. Okay, so a few things I'd like to add. Uh, so, uh, remind me, the super ultra module that has this, the, the Queen of the Spiderweb pits or whatever, what's that one called? Uh, Queen of Spiders. Queen of Spiders was named by Dragon Magazine as the greatest module of all time. Number one on their countdown list. I think that was in mm-hmm. 99, 2000? When did they do that countdown? Anyway. Sometime there on that, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, regarding the novelization, uh, I found it and I read half of it this week. And, uh, I don't know, not, not bad. I'd give it a C. <laughs> All the reviews I read of it said that it was really clumsy because mm-hmm. it read like, you know, like somebody was trying to transpose a dungeon module yes, absolutely. into a book, like which I, are two different things. I had a really hard time keeping track of all the descriptions of hallways and rooms until I just got the map out. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like I'm playing D&D. This is actually kind of fun. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, this isn't a recommendation, but I'm going to say uh, I've read worse. I've read worse. You know what I would say if you really want to read a novelization mm-hmm. of this, what you should do instead is read uh, Eaters of the Dead or watch um the 13th warrior because i feel like there is a lot of um a a lot of what makes the 13th warrior good to me just appears in these modules in terms of their structure haven't seen that one but that book came out before right eaters of the dead came out before michael it's michael crichton yeah i'm pretty sure Uh, it predates this yeah it says uh 76 so it does predate 76 yeah my yeah interesting so my experience with this one, I've never uh, played this module, but I did play the fourth edition redo, uh, Revenge of the Giants, which was like a ridiculous, it was like a 200 page mega module. I played the entire damn thing in fourth edition. It took me like a year to get through it. Uh, it was a lot of it was fighting, it was a lot, a lot of giant fights, if you can believe it. A lot of giants. Yeah, in fourth and edition, I can only imagine that was uh, torturous. Quite the, uh, torturous, quite the slog. My yeah, own personal it was a campaign. It was a slog, but let me tell you, pretty fun, pretty fun. I'm a four. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're in for, I'm a four E yeah. guy. I like four E. You know, I like a lot of different games. You know, yeah, I see the value in four E. And yeah, four E is just often 
not used properly, but if it's used properly, it's actually kind of sweet. It's yeah, sweet. Let's 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 move on. So uh, I kind of want to talk about the four E version. Can we just dump this and uh, <laughs> talk about my experience playing the four E version? Honestly, I'd w- I wish I'd bought any other version because whoa, I, I, no, no, no. Let me explain what I mean. Because whoa. the version I because the version I got is unreadable. Tell like me it's about really it. Bad. It's, it's Don't really tell okay. Us. So the POD, right? So so I got and the print version. I mean, sorry, I got the POD and the PDF, and both the PDF is blurry like hurts my eyes to read the way the maps are organized in both the POD and the PDF is stupid. It's stupid there. It's okay. Let me give you the order because I don't know if you've experienced this. So the order of this is you go to the way back where the maps are. Okay. And the first thing you see is the, is the upper level for the first module. There's two levels in the first module, the upper level and then the dungeon underneath it. Um, so you get the upper level followed by the dungeon limb. Okay, that's fine. I understand that. Then you get to the second adventure. And the second adventure upper level is not right after that. No, no. It's two and a half pages later. <laughs> and it's not labeled. None yeah, of them. None of the, ma- the maps are labeled. I'll just tell you what they're labeled. So one, one map is labeled labeled upper level. The other map, dungeon level. The I third mean- map, no labels at all. The fourth map, no labels. The fifth map, entrance level. The sixth map, second level. It's I, I had no idea, which I had to figure it out by looking at what is the last room number and finding a map with that room number on it. So I knew that, okay, this has to be it because there's only 17 rooms here, whatever. I mean, that's to and, say nothing of like the large, I don't know, ice tea stain on page 32. Like there, <laughs> this is a rough scan. Like I... It's cool that like Wizards is kind of is like you. Oh, you want to buy old uh, old modules? Huh? You want print versions? Here you go, ten bucks, no problem. We got you. But man, they are. This is like we the, did dunk it in Fresca first, though. Is that a problem? It's the bare minimum. Are you going to be mad about that? You're going to be all. Are you going to be all weird about that just because we poured a bunch of hot chicken grease <laughs> on this first? The uh, I have the Keep on the Borderland POD, and I swear to God, there is Cheeto dust in like every page, like from someone's fingers that they just they're like, oh, it's good enough. Scan it, you know, bare minimum effort. This is sort of a gray area. But after I finished reading it, I was reading other things about it. I was trying to find out uh-huh. something that I'll, I'll mention later. You guys will find quite funny, actually, hopefully. Uh, well, we'll see. But anyways, I was doing some research about this module and I found on archive.org a perfect scan. With mm-hmm. the, it's really nice. It's it. I think the font has been replaced. Like it's very good. It's very very good. And I wish yeah, I think somebody I, went in and just rewrote the whole thing. <laughs> well, wow. I think with they with could have pro- done some editing. No, you could. Thing. Yeah, yeah, they could have. It's true. Uh, a lot of it. But so I, I found it really frustrating as a POD release. This is not worth, in my opinion, buying as a POD. Buy one of the other versions. That's what I say. Um, I yeah. really regret owning the POD. It's use. It's hard to read. It's very poorly organized. The three modules make no sense because, or at least with the maps, because you don't know which map matches which thing. It's quite frustrating. But moving on, you have the original three copies, right, Sam? I do. I have the, this was so early on in my foray into the OSR and old D&D and all that sort of stuff. I picked up these three, the three um, G1, G2, and G3 modules in their original form for, it looks like $5 a piece 
from a local used bookstore. Wow. And then I found out that the guy that uh, was running the cash register, it was, they were his copies that he was getting rid of. Um, <laughs> and I, it was, it was really, it was part for me. One of the reasons that I, um, while I hate this module, I like it. Um, <laughs> is partly because of that time. And like, there's something about the aesthetic of these old module booklets that is very appealing to me. And I think if I had a thesis, it is arguing for how the, that despite themselves, the aesthetics and the occasional nuggets of good prose carry so much weight and are so good at being evocative despite all of the literal heaps of trash writing surrounding them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh it's a, it's a real mixed bag folks. It's a real mixed bag. Yeah. Um, so what are we doing here? You want to do like a round robin, like hot potato power minute or something like that? Give me your, give me your, uh, your capsule summary. I stated my, what I think should happen is I, this should be like a grilling master's thesis defense. I, okay. I, 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 so, so, <laughs> okay. All right. So you, you want us wow, to step the villain to the podium? Oh, that was, uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so, Are you twiddling a mustache when you're more of a normal now, laugh? Right? It's just... How many ladies have you tied to train tracks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and it comes out again. <laughs> let's go. Let's go through. So I tried to figure out how many gold pieces a person can could get in this module if they did the work and nice i gave up and i'll tell you why um i came across a chest that had twenty eight thousand gold in it and, <laughs> and at that point i realized <laughs> you could probably just buy the you know solid gold house of your dreams from just that one yes. chest and I, I realized it didn't matter put aside the nostalgia factor the importance to dungeon design and, and all that stuff. I'm not making a critique of that. What I don't understand is what Gary Gygax's goal here was other than emulating a war game using D&D, which makes sense, well, right? We were talking about what is this away. about also. We oh, I kind of skipped ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I can do a little summary of the plot if you like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, now my whole, you know, spiel has been, okay, go ahead. We've been revealed. Um. Well, Um. basically, this is a, at least initially, a set of three modules in which the players are hired by the ruler of the countryside, um, their ninth level-ish characters, and they've been hired to deliver a sharp check against the giants that are raiding the countryside, and if you fail at that, you will be decapitated. <laughs> That's the uh, tournament reason. module talking there. <laughs> it sure is. Um, and basically you progress through uh, three increasingly difficult uh, giants layers. And uh, you start with one and then you go to the next one and then you go to the next one and you keep all the treasure that you find because that's part of your deal. And you are specifically looking for who's behind all of this which is to say, why are these giants attacking us? And why are they working together? Because they haven't done that in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, so you're looking for clues and you're uh, 
killing giants and you're stealing treasure. And don't think about the plot too much because you are playing a video game right now. <laughs> this is such a, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a GNS guy. Don't take me for that. But this is a gamey ass dungeon. This is all uh, don't think about it too much. Just stab yep. that giant. Yeah. This is a I don't pure. Know. I don't know about that. This is a hack and slash without. I th- are there any actual traps in the first adventure? Well, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if there's. Well, there's not so much traps, but I would think of it more as sort of like you could you could go in two, one of two ways. You could go in the hack and slash way or you could go in the solid snake way. I think personally treating this as like a sneak around and get stuff done adventure would be way more fun. And uh, there's a lot more hijinks available in that sort of situation where the right, first right. Well, be, they see you and everything goes wrong and then you have to fight. Yeah, yeah. except except they're presented in such a way where they're they're supposed to be smart and use traps against you. I mean, in, in some ways, if you look at all three of these together, it's kind of a mega dungeon because you're supposed to go into the dungeon sure. and leave and then come back. And there's a lot of conversations about where you could, you know, you could get a hideout here, but don't go back there three times. Otherwise there's a 10% chance they'll notice, you know, there's like this, yeah. this um, escalating danger, the more you're noticed. And I, I don't disagree with you that it could be played that way and definitely be very fun. Uh, what, it seems to me is the purpose of this module or the, the at least the first adventure is find a dude and kill the dude and then possibly also find out who's behind the dude. That's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing. Yeah. The ruler, is, you know, says, hey, you can have whatever treasure you want. Now, let's talk about the treasure because ostensibly treasure is XP, but you're already level nine in this dungeon, right? You're in this adventure. You're mm-hmm. already at level nine. Treasure equals XP. The amount of treasure that you can get from almost any room is more than I think you could humanly carry. Even if you like enslaved one of these giants for you, there's so much treasure, so much of yeah. it. Yeah. Why no, would you yes. cut it? Go ahead. That's, I, th- I think that's by design though. I think that's, Oh, that's it's part a, of the game. Uh, how could it not be? He must've written yeah. the word G period P period 95 times. <laughs> I actually took the P I took the PDF and I used chat, chat GPT four and I had it analyze how many times the word G.P appeared in the PDF and it broke the conversation. Like the, the, wow. the it, it gave me a list. It started listing it out and it just could not keep going. It, it ended up being like, sorry, this ca- I couldn't resurrect the conversation. It was dead. I had to create a new one. Um, there's just so much gold in it and not just gold, but things that can be traded for gold or could be, you know, our, our fractional pieces of electrum or whatever. But I, I, I feel like there's so much gold in it that the only reason to continue is to not die because the guy, uh-huh. the ruler will cut your head off. But the only alternative to not dying is to constantly get yourself into more and more threatening situations because every single room has something that wants to kill you without end. And I suppose yeah. in a tournament that oh, yeah. is interesting, maybe. I don't know. But I found this to be a complete slog to read all three of these, especially in the, in the format that I had to read them in. I found it to be boring at, I guess, boring at best. And, wow. uh, no, I guess I'm not interesting. Is the same thing. Yeah. I just think it's a really boring module. All you do is kill things the entire time that does. I'm not having any, I'm not saying anything about the criticism. I'm not trying to criticize the dungeon design or anything like that. Like in many ways, I think it's smart. But I just think it's really freaking boring, like incredibly boring. I would never want to run it or play in it. I do think the setting is interesting. In fact, I want to know more about these giants. All you do is like 
they have their whole like civilization going on here and you're like killing their babies. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I don't, I have other things I want to say about it. Um, specifics, okay. but. All right. I want to, I want to step up and defend it here because. Wow. Can I, I can I add one you... more criticism that I want to hear you defend? Just one more. One more. I, I sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Fine. It's a slog to read as well. I actually have uh-huh. an example here and this is just random. I didn't even like write this down as something specific. I just randomly picked a page on page 22. This is describing a room and this is only part of the description. There are two large beds, five cots, seven bunks, two large cabinets, two tables, four chairs, four stools, three buckets, four chests, six hampers, a crate, and three small boxes here and there. There are torches on the walls, as well as pegs holding clothes and seven bags. Miscellaneous gear, eating utensils, and odds and ends are scattered about the place, too. Who freaking cares? None of that matters. None of that matters. And and every single room is like that. You could cut down the encounters in this adventure, and it would be four pages long. I hate it. Yeah, okay. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, I, Gary Gygax was a weird dude uh, in that he really got in heavily detailed into stuff that doesn't seem like it matters at all. Uh, you know, like reading Keep on the Borderlands, you know, the amount of detail he lavishes, or Village of Hamlet, which I really liked a lot. The amount of time we learn about, like, what is in everyone's house in the village and what's under each bed and, like, you know. Can I just say, I uh, realized why this was at one point, and it's because he worked in insurance. (laughs) Do you think that's it? It's because I think that's it. I think it it reads like a Uh person who wanted to join the military but had to leave because of walking pneumonia got really into war gaming and then was had a job (laughs) as an insurance, like a writer for fireman's insurance. So he specifically thought about things in terms of objects yes that like i mean whole worldview is objects and their value and the people that have them that have a marginal connection to the objects i'm sure but he's very meticulous about where they all are and what they all cost yeah. but that's kind of it it never stops being baffling to me how much detail he lavishes over the contents of a room but we very rarely get a npc who is named or a motivation yeah. for like why these guys are sitting around in a room. Yeah. yeah. He, he also n- never fails to mention if a character is female, whether they're attractive or not. I mean, I, <laughs> I actually noted, I noted every time it happened. Yeah. Um, just cause he did it so consistently and uh-huh. he would even do it like to, you know, to her own ilk. She is comely. It's like, who cares? What does that have yeah. to do with anything, man? Why are you telling me this? He'll, he'll mention Strong one agreed. after the other. He'll be like, here's a, here's a, I'm not going to say it now, but here's the big bad behind everything. And then here's the uh-huh. assistant. And which one do you think he's going to mention the physical appearance of the male or the female? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I will just say he uh-huh. does mention a very handsome male giant. Oh, does he? Does he? he yes. It a was handsome the, male giant. The kennel keeper. Oh, he, he, no, 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 no. He mentions him with quotes around the word handsome. You're talking well, about, I wrote, I wrote this down. He mentions. Well, we, he, you wouldn't, he, he wouldn't want anyone you know, to think that he wasn't yeah, straight. He writes, he <laughs> writes this. The, the actual word is, um, oh God, this, uh, the paragraph is. This large common room has various sizes of cots, tables, chairs, stools, and the like. It is cluttered with old clothing and junk. In it are six giantess maids, non-combatants, and a handsome, in quotes, giant warrior. And I think the idea here is that, like, he gets all the ladies. Like He's handsome to them. I feel like... Handsome for a giant, yeah, yeah. Not conventional. No, 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 no. The idea, the idea is that he's a ladies' man. Like even his 
calling a man physically appealing ha- there has to be like oh yeah because he gets chicks yeah this guy get this guy I gets I, chicks. I, 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 listen i'm not arguing against this it's, it's <laughs> obvious that he is like, i'm not yeah, yeah i'm not super interested in playing hot or not with this giant kennel keeper here but what I, here's what i want to say all right i this is some basic B D and D. Okay, we're we're going around, we're killing monsters, we're getting treasure. Okay. I think especially G1, the good stuff emerges in the layout. And I don't know. This is you hear old school Grognar dudes being like, it's meant to be played, not read, you idiot. You know? I feel like I feel like this is true here. G1, I am feeling narratives emerging. Uh this is the 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 layout is really interesting to me in that the middle of this giant's steading we have a huge giant party there's like 40 giants or something in there okay like if you're playing kill the giants and you go in that room it doesn't matter if you're level nine you are all dead okay like gary gygax never says it's a trap to go in this room but like it's a trap to go in this room and the way you play this is how you're dancing around dealing with these giants. And I think that's where the interesting stuff comes up. You're like recruiting the um, the the giantesses who are being abused by the evil giant marm with the whip. You know what I mean? You're going in the basement and starting an orc slave rebellion. You are, you know, you're dancing around the issue. And I like the first encounter, sleeping giants in the guard room. I mean, that's just like we're starting off fun, doing some coup de gras on some giants. It's teaching you, hey, you're solid snake. You're going in there. You're stabbing throats. You're sneaking around. The novelization supports this because <laughs> they're sneaking around and they screw up when they alert the giants and they like get trapped places and they're like, oh, we're way, way over our heads here. And, you know, when I read this and I get to like, I don't know, part in the uh, the fire giants enclave where suddenly there's 60 trolls. And, I'm, and I think to myself, how stupid is this? 60 trolls. Like, what are you supposed to do with this? Like, you're not supposed to be there. <laughs> like, it's stupid design, but like, you're not meant to, com- quote, complete this dungeon. Like, if you are getting every gold piece, you've you've played it wrong. You've wasted your time. <laughs> you are figuring out, like, where is yeah. the right place to go? Where is not the right place to go? And surgically striking the important parts. Hit and run. Get out. Like... There are overwhelming odds You're here. 100% right. If you played this, yeah. if you went through this dungeon or any of the dungeons and went through each room, first off, your survival chances are so low. And then second, you couldn't even move all the gold out. And then third, that's not the point. The point is to find who's really behind it. So you're not wrong. You're right. not wrong about any of that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that structure. I don't think the execution is that interesting outside of how good it was for when it happened like if you take away the nostalgia and you take away the hey this is so great the first time it happened and you just look at it as if it was released today i think we would be crapping all over this thing we we would say we would say (laughs) wow that's really a cool idea like you have this like extant kind of civilization and you're sneaking in there and you're totally i totally agree i think this is an awful execution of that idea and it's 
riddled with like classic Gygaxisms, you know, besides the biological determinism. Yes. But it, it's like, do I, you yeah. know, there's little bits like I, I found a lot of the individual rooms interesting, you know, uh, there are little, uh-huh. oh, uh, you know, there's a jewel in the skull because a child hid it in there. Like, I like that stuff. But my God, yeah. like 90% of this could just be chucked and the experience would be identical. Oh, yeah. And that's my absolute. No, that's no, my that, issue. Yeah. That's my fundamental issue. Is like 100%. I enjoyed the world, and this. Oh, we didn't mention this is a Greyhawk. So it is Greyhawk. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. It's the first published. Yeah, Greyhawk no, adventure. I think it's cool, man. I, that's that's mm-hmm. I'm I, I I feel like I I'm coming off hard on this only because I knew I had heard about these modules before, and it was universally praised. I mean, universe. It's been it's been voted uh, best dungeon of all time multiple times by various you know right. sources that I don't care about, but it people love it, and I just don't get it. I don't uh-huh. get it. To me, it's it's nostalgia yeah. plus um, you know uh, being the first at something that give it such a high sort of weight. Now, what I would love to hear is Sam make me understand why it's not those two things. Well, I mean, it might be a little bit difficult because like the reason that I like it is complicated it's not so much that i think it's like because i I think brad makes some excellent points i think and i think also you yokai make some excellent points whereas like prune away like 80 percent of this and you have something (laughs) that feels vaguely playable and then in place of that 80 percent insert 80 percent of your own world building and storytelling and character motivations and like all sorts of things that make those little moments where, yeah, you do decide to go and start an orc rebellion, like much more flavorful and interesting. I think one of the things that was most interesting to me about it is like, why, yeah, why, why did it get the popular, like all of the reviews that you read are like, it's amazing because they're like, yeah, there's like a lot of typos and like, it's hard to read and, uh, there's, it's, it's difficult to parse and, you know, it would be really challenging for a party that was doing things stupidly 10 out of 10. And it's like, (laughs) what is going on here? Like there's a, and like, there is some, there's an allure to it that I'm, I am still trying to fully figure out. And to me, it's because it's because the, 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 it, the, the set piece of it is it's the concept of like infiltrate infiltrate the giants keep is such a cool, like there's like a something, something uh, very deep inside me. That's just like very fairy tale. Like, Oh, it'd be cool. I was immediately mad when I realized that hill giants are like 12 feet tall. I was like, this (laughs) is so fucking stupid. (laughs) They should like, we should be infiltrating a storm giant castle where everything is properly gigantic. And then you can like have borrowers hijinks around like a storm giant castle. That would be way cooler. (laughs) That would be so much more fun. Um, A 12 foot giant just doesn't. Uh, yeah. If also, you're like, oh, giants, but no, 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 not, also, not that giant. <laughs> who starts an adventuring, like an adventure series at level nine? What the fuck is that? Like that to me is like, it's, it's, uh-huh. it's absurd. And it's, yes. And it's, it's specifically, I thought about it and it's specifically just because you get a toolkit that you start with then. But in some ways, that's making it less fun. Because I say a 12th level magic user like Gleep Warp the Eye Biter um, has <laughs> access to 21 spells of first through sixth level. Um, uh-huh. That's a huge toolkit to start 
any session with. And so there's lots of different things if you are using the pre-made characters or even just characters that you rolled that you could be doing with that. It reads to me like the way that this is like, I can see the, the, the natural progression of this is one of two things. It's either, um, an EverQuest raid or it's a Hitman level. And yeah. it's an awesome hit le- hitman level and it's a okay EverQuest raid. <laughs> yeah. But it's very much, it's just built in a way where like there are moments in it where I, where I like read something like there's a Yeti with a magic frost sword and he's got a uh-huh. snow leopard pet and he's guarding <laughs> a cave. And I'm like, that fucking rules. That's so <laughs> cool. That's like in my head, I'm like 10 again. And then yes. there is after that, there's a paragraph of every object of no value. <laughs> that the has. And it's like, why? Well, okay. I, I really think this is a case of like, I mean, first of all, you know, published in 79 or 78, like this is helping define like what a module is. Like there's not a lot of roadmap before, you know, certainly yeah. this isn't the first D&D module, but we're still like figuring out how to convey how to play a D&D adventure. Okay. But it, I really feel like this is the case of like the, as a book, it is really bad. It is an awful book. It is boring. It is like, there are threads of narrative here that are just left in subtext completely lost between cabinets and stool counts but 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 there is (laughs) this is a good ass game behind the book like i think when you're playing this like g2 the verticality of that rift you're looking down you're seeing layers and in that you see all the way down to that bottom rift how do you even get there what's there there's like an igloo you know if you finally figure out how to get there you find frozen in like a frozen you know, statue of a person. There's got a ring of three wishes. Like, yeah, dude, well, this that, is that, amazing. That seemed risk very reward. overpowered to but, me when I came across. It. Also, that sounds like deep dive territory. There, my friend. Yeah, that's all deep uh, dive. Uh, if you're listening, well, to this, well, hey, I've been retroactive. I've been keeping. Deep dive. I've been keeping stuff from deep dive. Like, since, all right, sorry, well, sorry, uh, I just spoiled it. I'm just saying the risk reward, the the verticality, the D and D stuff here. It is popping. Let's off. pause for a second. Uh, I just want to pause. Mm-hmm. Two things: one, we didn't okay. talk about the art, and then two, we should officially okay. say deep dive because deep dive. No, I meant after the art. Okay, okay we'll so talk about the art. Go ahead. Okay. Also, I kind of want to defend the story because I actually think the story is kind of interesting. But anyway, okay. So the art. I mentioned already, this has got a lot of people, you know, familiar with uh, old school modules will know all these names, you know, Sutherland and uh, Aerodis and uh, Willingham, uh, who did the cover, as I mentioned, which I don't understand. I like the interior art a lot. Uh, the, most of it is, most of the ones that I noticed were the Sutherland ones, because they made mm-hmm. the giants feel human. And I, I like that. I actually think that that's one of the strengths mm-hmm. of this module is that giants are not nearly as othered as they are in other modules. And in fact, I think this was the first time you saw giants made so civilized, you know, so um, under understandable by uh, the players. I, I, I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like before that they were monstrous creature with club. But in this, it's like they got kids they're having fun times. You can hear them laughing. Like you, you're the monster. Yeah, like big, like giant Viking parties. Yeah. No, they're having a good time. And, and they're like, they have complex yeah. relationships and, 
And yeah, there's a reason behind all of it, which I think is very poorly implemented, but whatever. I really do feel like this is, if you just look at the world of Greyhawk, it's actually quite cool. I, I like it. Uh, and that's why I wanted to defend the story bits a little bit. Cause I, I actually think that stuff, if you could, you could probably make two paragraphs out of this three books of just story. There's not much in there, but I think it's interesting enough. And I would like to have seen more story and less descriptions of flagons of mead, you know? I, I'm right. a thousand percent behind what you're saying. Cause Definitely. I do, I think, and that's like part of it for me is like, obviously I focus on the visual element of things a lot of times and sort of the imagining of the visual elements, but the story itself. Yeah. is like, it's sparse, but when you get it, you feel it's like, maybe it's because you're so starved for it. Most of the time you get like so excited. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, this paragraph has something interesting in it and not just, yeah. 40 different chairs. Um, but right. there are like these little moments and like, there are moments where I was severely upset with Gary Gygax for not giving me like the contents of a letter that somebody, wrote. <laughs> you know, things right. like that, where it's just like, yeah. this would be so cool. You get a giant letter and it's like, you've got like this big poster of a letter that you're carrying around. You're trying to decipher it. Like, you know, there's like, there's a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff that feels like it's there. And then it's, there's less of it than you want. It's sort of like a box of raisin bran. <laughs> where they promise you two scoops and there's like nine raisins. And you're like, every time you get a raisin, you're just like, so you're so excited about that raisin. It's so good. So, but um, you're like, there should be more raisins. So can we, can we switch to deep dive now? Yeah. Yeah. So, deep dive. okay. Deep dive. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one thing I, I mean, you spoiled the drow thing, right? No, off the I didn't just, say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. It's true. He didn't say it. Someone said no, it. No, I, al- I, I said almost it. said it, and then I didn't, because I realized it was deep. I said to someone, there's a man and woman behind it, or whatever. I didn't, whatever. Anyways. Someone said draw. It was spoiled. The whole thing You're is spoiled. doesn't matter. Spoiled. Okay. <laughs> we'll beep it out Anyways, later. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, how do I do that? So, okay. If it, if it, comes, if it comes across. Okay, so. <laughs> well, spoilers, it's a dr- it's drow, but Why? You decide. Yeah, because elves are evil and live underground and have black skinned or whatever. <laughs> That's their, that was the, the, they're like elves who are so evil, they don't even care about c- taking over the world anymore and coming back to the surface. They only care about messing with us. <laughs> um, yeah. It's true. There is, there is some implication at some point that they, like the, the drow were like, like the elves that people didn't like, and then they went and formed their own society right. underground uh-huh. or something like that. But I don't know if that's even in this. No, they do mention, they else. do talk about the drow and how they split. Actually, that part I thought was interesting. And is this is the first appearance of the drow. Um, anyhow, so what's the deal with the giant slaying sword sitting in a torch sconce? <laughs> I, so it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, I, there is a certain amount where I want to build a story around it where it's like, maybe part of this thing that happens, there's like that cloud giant is there, right? And it's the cloud giant's sword. And maybe the, the cloud giant is like preparing to like take out, uh, the chief or something like that. Like there is, this is where I feel like there's so much that could be happening in here that is left up to you, the person running it, which is both cool and also because it's like it could be anything but also okay it's like there's so much and we get none of it so but look sam that's such a like that's such a great idea 
But don't you think also that's like totally by design? Like that's that's Gygax. Like Gygax is so weird that he's like it is fully what he wanted to do. Yeah, he's, he's like, oh, who who am I? To, who am I to come into your table and tell you what the story is or what the NPCs? I name can only is. tell you how many cabinets. Oh, are there. oh, I'm not right. Here's my favorite. <laughs> now let me tell you what's in this wicker basket. Here's, that is my here's place, my fa- my know? favorite Gygax in this whole thing. In the ars- in the uh-huh. arsenal room where we we're talking about the first uh, the setting of the hill giant chief. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Room 12, the arsenal room. There are 30 helmets, 26 shields, 22 spears, 9 clubs, and 3 great axes around the place. None of these are of use to the party. <laughs> <laughs> it's su- he's such a jerk, yeah. and he knows yeah. it. <laughs> like, this is the thing, is like, he is a very confrontational writer, first of all. Yes. And second of all, it's like, it makes it even better because there's like so many... It's like he's really confrontational, but he's also really distractible based on like sort of the writing style. It's like it's 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 really something. Yes, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, OK, so my go ahead. Bye. I say I have a couple of notes about this first one where I just have it listed as haha slash interesting. Um, <laughs> Love those notes. The two the term beefy smacks is used yes. in room three. Yes. And the children are yes. playing. Yes. Um, and there's the six smacks. Then there's a there's a suggestion of either stealing the giant children's clothes to blend in, and the sort of question mark left there is: Are you murdering these giant children? Because there were Christ. there are many times there were several implications where I'm like, you wait, this dude really wants us to kill all these giant kids, doesn't he? Like, yeah, <laughs> they're just chilling in very accessible places, and let's like, here's our stat block. By the way, I'm not going to tell you to kill a child, but if you do. But if you were to kill a child, here's well, all of the stats. There's also for it. another funny little Gygaxism in the end of the Hall of the Fire Giant King. <laughs> I love this one. Surely here in the stronghold of the Fire Giants will be encountered the evil genius or genie controlling the uprising and planning the well-executed thing. He, like, what? First off... You know, uh, multiple geniuses, yeah, uh, like a flock of yeah. geniuses. Geniuses. You just said it. It's genius. But I love that he's just like, dash, he's like, M-dash, or Gini. <laughs> I'm not sure which is correct. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, he's yeah. funny. Oh, there's the wheel of cheese full of gemstones. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I like the wheel of moldy cheese where the guards hide their gems for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I like that there's drow wine in the basement. That's a really cool little bit of like setting detail stuff where it's like obviously like the drow are like courting the giants with just like alcohol. And there's like this whole thing where they're giving them the gifts and everything like that. Yes. Uh, the kitchen has severed dwarf and elf ears and one of them has an earring in it worth uh, some amount of money. Oh, so I'm sure it's an ungodly amount because again, 28,000 gold in one chest. Uh, did you... So, <laughs> how did the Dungeon Rebellion work for you? Like, how do you... How do, with, go ahead. Well, with the orcs? Yeah, yeah. Well, about? so it's first mentioned on page five where... These orcs know about the rebellion in the dungeons, and they will tell the party that any orcs they see there should be hailed as friends. It's referring to these orc slaves. That's the first first yeah. mention of the rebellion, by the way. It's not mentioned anywhere else. It's when I first got there, I wrote down rebellion. <laughs> but um, yes. yeah. how did how did that work for you in the dungeon? The, like the I don't know the fact that it's happening, the various rooms filled with uh, slaves and prisoners, all that stuff. Like 
Was, was that something that... God, I mean, you know, he just makes you work for it. I mean, it's like advanced D&D. You know, you got to read the whole friggin' thing and then put together the pieces. Um, there's so many things I wish were different about this. Because <laughs> like, um, I feel like the bones are just, they're so solid. And I feel like this would be a great time to play it. But it's just not ever communicated, yeah. like, what the connections are, like, you know, yeah, it's, what it's it's left too ambiguous. I think well, well, there's, there's so like ambiguous. a scarab of insanity there, which oh, the weird abandoned temple yeah, in the temple. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, oh, that temple is so And then weird. there's a yeah. similar temple in the last module as well, where you uh-huh. a god comes out and just kills a random character. <laughs> it's, you know. He li- I yeah, like yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I like that like, stuff. There's some really wild things like that. I mean, I, I love Chamber of the Keeper. Love the Keeper. Uh, Keeper's, Keeper's great. <laughs> Keeper is the Travis of this module. Um, and <laughs> yes, I love that he has nothing except a value. Uh, well, he's got he's got some he's got some treasures like he's got like gold pieces and gems and stuff. But he has just an earthenware jug which holds four potions of water breathing. Um, <laughs> maybe this is a good time to bring up. I'm I'm where I will be when this drops. Whenever the actual date of this podcast episode drops, I'm also going to be dropping a sketchbook zine that I made for uh, at least G1 right now. I'm working on G2 and G3, but of just like little scenes from this that I illustrated because I thought they were funny or stupid or cool or whatever. Um, yes. And, the keeper is one of them. Uh, yes, lo- love the keeper. There's, there's. Yeah, Sam Sam shared a few pages, and uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. This might be controversial. I think it's, I think it's your the greatest work of your life, Sam. Thank you, thank you. I <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, this is it. <laughs> you know this what? Is, I, this is okay. it. It's all downhill. It from makes here, things Sam. like this palatable. Is to like sit and draw the things and like get the jokes out. Oh, so speaking of, but but, that, but like talking. Yeah, go okay, ahead. So speaking of art, though. Okay, on page twenty-one. Uh, there is in the hall of the, it's the, for the hall of the fire giant King. There's a piece of art there that shows King Snur and his dogs. And the way that the force perspective is working, he doesn't look like a giant to me. He's this mustachioed guy with a sword and a club and a wolf. And yes, he's definitely really big compared to the players, but he just looks like a really big human. And, yeah, I I, 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 I don't know. I'm not saying anything against thing. it. I'm just curious about it. Like, it's not how I imagined him at all. You know, it's actually one of my favorite illustrations in the whole thing. I love. Yeah, me too. I love the arm. His like big huh. arm. It is really so big. big. It I is love really the, out of pro- out of proportion. There's like <laughs> wizard that's like doing wizard hands and shooting the He's fire. Flying. Uh-huh. He's flying and shooting fire. Yeah, it's so it's so there's so much such good stuff in here. This is. Saw there's another yeah. wizard covering his eyes or her eyes, and there's yeah. oh, from the wolf uh, bark. I don't know what they're doing there, but oh no, that's it's fire. They're, oh, that's um, fire. That's like, fire. Oh, that is fire. So, like fire. so that is fire because it doesn't. That's not. It looks like a flower. I guess whatever. Uh, and then what I like too is it's like should I draw a background or floor? No, black solid black will <laughs> Honestly, do. Like so much better love that it. way. So it much better great. that way. It's really bold it so- and it's really smart on uh, Sutherland's part, part there. And I don't usually actually like his illustrations that Well, much. since we're on that page, on the next page, you see the unnamed human female uh, who mm-hmm. is hanging as punishment. Now, interestingly, so she was not, her physical appearance is not mentioned, but she is drawn. 
and um she's quite sneaky that one but uh i it's just such a weird piece because she doesn't really she looks chained up but not uncomfortable i don't know she looks like she's just cool with it it's it's so, she's just yeah that's yeah, they wanted it's like they made her really comfortable while also she's captured like her arms aren't like up above her head or anything she's just yes. sort of like holding them out like oh yeah i'm chained up here but i know someone's hey. gonna come along and rescue me pretty soon she needs like a lit cigarette in her lips notably in the in the jail cell attached to that one you get a fire giant who also will join the party and yet has a name but she does not yet she has stats it's very weird. I don't know. Gygax, there are some names in this can book, I, but can mostly I just he's say, like, naming? That's there, not me. There, anytime there's an unnamed, like, human or, like, elf or anything, th- those are supposed to be replacement characters. Oh, I, I understand. But mm, but but she so specifically... The human female is whatever you name her because she's, like, somebody's Okay, I thought that at first, but then it says um, she will heist as much of gems. Yeah, it says that she will be casing each character. So it was a little like that's if you hire as an NPC. I see. I see. So I it's both. So it's you, both. Okay. It's both. Yeah. And they, I think they probably wanted to lean on the side of like, let you name her. Okay. If it's your character. So you don't get into the argument of like, no, her name's this. You can't name her that. Well, they, they don't. <laughs> um, so so because then there is a certain tone of like dealing with neck beards that yeah. Gygax writes in that I, I am a little bit sympathetic to. Well, yeah. But then there's like a Titan that doesn't have a name, but is. Well, yeah, there's some, I mean, it's, he's completely inconsistent, but that's, in those cases, that's how I explain it. Okay, yeah, no, it's probably, you're probably right. Um, What did you think of that dwarf dude, Obmi? Obmi. (laughs) He's a, he's, he's somebody that has a lot of um, paragraph, but not um, much of it is about who he is. Obmi's cool. I like Obmi because it's, he's like, I'm really good. Trust me. But he's like living in a, like a furnished apartment surrounded by treasure and weapons. And he's like, oh, he's, you guys got to get me out of here. Yeah. I've been working for this guy for 25 years and I'm so sick of him. Like, I don't know. I think that'd be a fun encounter. It's not like a, <laughs> you know, I feel like just about all of this module is not um, reading it in a lens here, 50 years on of this hobby nothing here is really novel, you know? Yeah. But it's kind of like, uh, there's nothing wrong. Like, this is like, that's fun. That's a fun encounter. I don't know. I feel like when I watched like Halloween, like I was kind of older. I was like, I think it was like 25 when I first watched the movie Halloween. Oh yeah. You know, I just and watched I'm it like, for the first time last year. Yeah. And I'm like, this, this is good, but I've seen all of this like a million times, you know, and like this has been, this has been done to death, you know, like, at the time, it had great ideas and everyone has been copying it for years and years and years, you know, and totally lost punch. And I feel like we're getting that big time here. Uh, you know, dwarf guy in an apartment. I bet that was. I bet that had the message boards, you know, going off in 1979, you know, <laughs> yeah, the white, white dwarf magazine is very excited <laughs> about that. I'm sure I, <laughs> I, I have a feeling here's my my differential here is that while uh-huh. I agree, it's very similar, I think, to Halloween. Halloween, when you watch it is yes. super good. And it's some, it's mm-hmm. doing some of the things that it's doing better than the things that copied it. Whereas oh, yeah. this is absolutely not doing things better than things uh, that copied. I it. mean, in some perspectives, yes. I still think if you took if you took G one and hired a different writer, <laughs> it would be an amazing module. It would be an, an incredible adventure. Can you? And, who's, who's your dream writer for for G one? The re the redesign of 
G one and like let's say like the whole the whole the whole trilogy. Oh God! Oh my! Oh my God! I don't know who am I gonna who am I gonna draft or like redo this? Yeah. I know I know um, who. You're not. You're not. Who, who we got? Okay. <laughs> you're not gonna. You know what? You're gonna think I'm just beating a dead horse. So no, okay. I don't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> beat beat your horse. You're gonna say okay. who is it? Okay, I have. A okay, who, what's your guess? No, no, no. Guess, guess, guess. I I think you're gonna say. I think you're gonna say Zedek. No, although that would be definitely good. No way. No way. It would be it's Chance Dudenek. Think about it. Chance. Oh. Think about it. Black Worm already has dwarves and dragons that uh, were dwarves, and it has like a kind of a Norse feel to it. All you got to do is throw some giants in there. You know, yeah, it's a little. There's more fairy stuff, but I think he would do a great job. This is fair. Okay. I think very much it's it's in in Chance's lane and. Chance would do a lot of really interesting things with it. I guess I was pushing. Uh, I was pushing against like, what if it was entirely different, and we leaned into all the things that are absolutely not included. Oh in uh, no, I was thinking of like, what if you just made took what it is and just made it good. That's fair. That's I, fair. I think that's a solid. Actually, choice. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid choice. Solid choice. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to go through my Rolodex here. Um, I mean, I feel like Jacob Fleming would be good at this yeah you know? definitely i feel like he, he lives in a world of very concise like very punchy like vanilla D. Yep. I think like i think it would be i think it would be really interesting just i i have part of when i was doing the sketching for it and everything i am always and this is a chance to shout out um i don't remember any names but the really excellent uh redesign of uh palace of the silver princess uh for karen that was yeah i know done. david david blandy was involved yes yes David Blaine yeah. and, and yeah, and someone else. Um, yeah, that, that was dope. But see, yeah, but see this that. doesn't need the same level of redesign. It just needs someone to go through and take 100 words and turn them into 10. Rewrite. You know? Yeah. It, and okay. there is part of me that really wants to do that. I, um, I just don't have the time for it. Yeah, and it's so if you legally could do that, if you could legally do that and then also illustrate it, mm-hmm. I would be sure. Yeah, I would be happy about that. I think I could do it if if I because I could do all the illustrations for it. I think if I release it as just free. like a like a like a free thing, but like make it through the Patreon, like mm. I think that's fine. I don't because I'm not don't technically know, making money off of it. I'm making money off my Patreon. I'm not selling it. It's just a free. I don't down. know, <laughs> Brett. I don't want to poke that bear, Watsy. They, you know, they're gonna they're gonna. Yeah, send the I was gonna say, what are they gonna do? Send yeah. the Pinkertons. <laughs> Yeah. At least that's content. Maybe people will, you know, that's yeah. just, that's like a big fan base. Yeah, that's true. No so, news but... is good news. No, all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All news is yeah. good news. Here's what I want to say. If I'm adding one thing to this, is I want to add tables to what some of these monsters and giants and creatures are doing in each room. Yes. Because that's, I feel like, a week. That's, you know, that's like really left to the GM to to adjudicate. Is like, okay, there's 60 trolls in this room. Like, what are 60 trolls doing in this cave? What are they doing? You know? Yeah. Like, are they, they're, they're, they have a life here. They're, you know, they're finding love. They're experiencing loss. They're going about their troll lives. 60 of them in a tiny cave. What are they doing? You know? So, I feel like that is a big challenge when you're running this is... Coming up with what these guys are doing, other than just standing around, ready, ready to kill or be killed. Um, and if we had like a table D six, hey, what are these giants doing when you go in this room? I feel like that would really add a new dimension. That like that wasn't done at all, and it's still really not done very much now. Um, but I think that would take this to another level for sure. For sure. 
Absolutely. You got to have them playing like games. You got to have like favorite things that they're up to. You got to have them like, you know, doing like, I don't know, cockfights with cockatrices. Yes. Little things like that where it's like, you know, it's you're you're, they're gambling on the four crazy manticores that are in the uh, in that room guarding the treasure as like, yeah, you know, they're like they're like, you know, whoever can run into the room and then run back out uh, (laughs) without getting killed by manticores wins like that kind of stuff like i want them all to be having more drunken fun specifically and especially in that first module yeah and certainly there's room i mean there are guards in these stations their job is to stand there fine i get it but look when there's like four giants chilling in a bedroom they're not on guard duty so what are they doing you know are they in love huh Maybe give me some romance subplots here i don't know i agree i just feel like i i I need that and that would really fuel more like player uh fun stuff you know there you go yeah because it's like there's hints at a lot of that kind of stuff like you get the sense that maybe you're wandering into something slightly orgiastic with the uh, <laughs> one quote-unquote handsome giant and his five right. six and, there was one um, room where there was like one male giant admirers, and like sorry. 20 female giants and they're just they're in the living quarters I'm like what's the one male doing here like what's what's going on here yeah he's you just know? hanging out is he out. just hanging? Yeah, like what's the what's the context? You well, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, mean, that wasn't. Is he conducting choir practice? Like, tell See, me more. Why is great. there just yeah. one? Like, the important thing is that the place has ten cots, ten boxes, four stools, one table, two benches, <laughs> and various odds and ends, all of which are of absolutely no value. That was what an absolute yeah. slap in the face to say various odds and ends after you <laughs> listed so many specific <laughs> objects. Yes. Oh, oh gosh. man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I, I look. I think I, I think there's some good meat on these bones, and I think yeah. also let me say this. I see questions posted a lot about what are you doing with higher level BX campaign or A or AD and D campaign. There is a lot of content for levels one through five. There is a lot. And I think a lot of people are like, what am I doing when I get to high levels? I mean, you probably won't. <laughs> Does anyone get to level nine in like a BX game? But this, do this, do something with this. The holding of the hill giants. There is stuff there, no, man. And there you could craft not, solid okay. stuff out of you're these You're not bones. wrong. On the other hand, if you don't like just constant combat, to, you know, as the solution to every single problem you come up against. Yeah, stealth is maybe maybe also a solution. I, I think a fair criticism... Doesn't have to be that. I think a fair... Use the reaction dice, use the morale okay, okay, checks. Okay. You know yes. what I mean? You might be friends with this some of these true. guys. This is true. But I think a fair an assessment of this module, all these modules, is that there are huh. basically no puzzles and basically no traps. And and yeah, I, I I think, think it's I think that's a problem even at its best I think it just would feel like okay well there's a dude in there who might kill us let's find a way around it now I will say that I think I would push back against no traps because there are some sort of naturalistic traps like. Uh-huh things like oh there's yellow mold over there or yeah this is the this is the carrion crawler mating grounds which is beyond (laughs) badass i love that it's such a why would you go here kind of place and they give you that little tiny chance of like if you rummage around long enough you might find a magic item like it's very it's 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 so pointless and right but so intentionally like oh you know somebody's gonna really want to like dig around in the carrion crawler yeah and i i believe i i believe there is a single uh remoras you know those centipede things yeah I love there's the a remoras. single yeah. one I, I don't know if this is the first time it showed up but 
There, it's just a completely random, like, snow-covered dome of ice. This formation has been caused by the creature which layers inside a Remoraz. Um, and it, I, 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 that, that I sounds to me like that would be pretty cool. Um, that's, yeah, that's right? The, it's like, it's got this great sort of, like, mini-boss vibe yeah, to it. And, like, and, totally. If you, if you go and do that, it's the hardest fight. And completely avoidable, by the way. That's yeah, what you see at the bottom the, of I know, the rift. The, There's, like, frozen treasure around the, it. And that's, like, that's awesome. That's, that's great the one that, if, that at least if you get kill it and you get in there, you get three wishes. Which... Isn't yes. wish the most powerful spell? I mean, doesn't that kind of break this whole oh, yeah. thing? Like, I wish this war were over. You know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, there's the, very prescriptive yeah, uses for yeah, wish, yeah. but yeah, wish is know. very limited. Well, not limited wish, but limited wish is even more <laughs> limited. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I there's like little things about that I would change. Like I don't know if I would give three wishes. I'd say maybe there's one wish left or something like that. Oh. And then you, maybe you find out that that person, d- d- the wishes that were used, like altered the chain of events that led to you know some of the some of the drow's plans going in a direction and like that kind of stuff. Like I feel like there's so much cool stuff to be done with the toys in this box, but you have to do that. I think no, I I say give him the wishes. Every level one character should have wishes. I think it's the most fun thing you can this do. This is though this is supposed to be AD and D though, right? Right? Yeah, but I, I house rule a wish is anything you want. I I had a game where they got some wishes and it was it was amazing. I just I think I just say let it rip, baby. Let it rip. I'm not I'm not looking it up. Let her rip. What do you wish for? Great. You know? That's fun. More wishes. I wish for more wishes. <laughs> That's you <laughs> Yeah. It works. It works every uh, time. Cool. Okay. I yeah, don't know. No. I think I, I think we're there, right? It's it's bad. It's good. It's everything. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's a mirror that you hold up to uh, yourself, and you look right. like uh, an old man with a ponytail, and then yes. you take two d six damage and you die. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yes, I'll be your mirror. Reflect what you are. In case you don't know. Is that that's a song? Is that a song? I'll be your mirror. There it is. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's I couldn't without um you know Nico. what's her name? Uh yeah. Nico just Nico. Case. Yeah. Nico Case. Yeah, Nico Case. Shout out to yeah. Nico Case. One time she liked a tweet of mine when I drew a Whoa. Off. That's the my biggest claim to fame. Well, good job, everyone. Another game uh another gamer blasts for the books by I'm the Z. Blasted out by this one for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is a slog um, for me to read just because of the production. I'm going to make sure I do more research. It's on- it's so hard to read. It is really, I mean, we didn't even touch on like graphic design choices that could have been made, which is to say any at all. Instead I of, mean, you know, <laughs> massive block of, you know, force justified it's, text. For it's me, it's so- more just how blurry it was and also how organized like i had to keep flipping through the back to look at well first off i didn't know which map it was and then i had to figure out which one it you know eventually when i figured that out i just had to keep going back and forth and there nothing is really labeled anyhow this is why i ended up looking at the jason thompson maps for it because it makes it a lot easier yeah yeah, yeah. i just I, for something you, like this you guys i read I, I read most of this on a cell phone on yeah. an airplane okay you that's, don't know that's pain true that's true <laughs> that's true uh all right well, this has been Between Two Karens. We've been joined today by Sam Amelli, a.k.a. Skullboy. Sam, where can we find your work? Uh, BetterLegends.com has all the stuff. I, why uh, Why not Skullboy.com? Because Better Legends is the name of my company. I know, but, you know. It's so clear. Better Legends Illustrated and Design. 
I am Skullboy. The company is Better Legends. Uh, this is specifically because uh, what ended up happening was when I was on Twitch doing streaming, my username was Better Legends, but I didn't like that it sounded like I was sort of an amorphous thing. You want to be so a I person. changed it to Skullboy yeah. because I've been using the online handle of Skullboy for a pretty long mm-hmm. time now. And uh, then, yeah, it's a, it's so it's it's a whole lore thing, yeah. and that's how I explain it in a way. It's I'm Skullboy. It's lore. Better Legends. Yeah, it's lore. Yeah. It's lore. We love lore. Okay. Yep. There you go. Sam Melly, a.k.a. Better Legends, a.k.a. Skullboy, a.k.a. Big Baby Jesus, a.k.a. No, original Greasy B, <laughs> a.k.a. the original Bad Boy of B Street, a.k.a. Little Macaroni Charlie, a.k.a. Did you compare my him, friend. Was that a, did you compare him to ODB? Was that what that was? Big Baby Jesus? I'm a little no. dirty bastard. Yeah, it's, my goodness. My, okay. Did I say you that? Said, oh, uh, big, oh, did you say Big Baby Jesus? Is that what you said? That's yeah, right. I believe <laughs> okay, ODB yeah, I... refers to himself <laughs> as uh, Baby Jesus in at least one song. All right, anyhow. ODB was my favorite. Word I, time, so, I, you know, I mean, okay. I'm a RZA guy myself, but yeah, uh, he's great. Oh, he's great. okay. Cool, he's just cool. so smart. Oh, man, don't make he's me so choose. smart. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. I like More Ghostface, so than, man. Yeah. Jizza the They're, genius. Jizza is really? awesome too. I'm not gonna knock any of them. They're rad. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because the emotional, <laughs> the emotional heart of the group has been Ghostface, and I, yeah, uh, I'll, yeah, you know. I yeah. think obviously are, are, my favorite Wu Tang is the show Method in Red. That's the best one. <laughs> you know, I saw the RZA give a, a talk once in San Francisco at the Commonwealth Club. Um, How yeah, about he's, that? He's, he's, I bet he's that was really smart. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe. Okay, it. well. Um, I do listen to OD, ODB uh, more though. All right. Anyways, uh, end of the, the show. show. Let's. Well, let's I was trying to show. get. I'm all done. I'm yeah, tired. You always say. That. I'm okay. tired. I'm hungry. Let's just. I haven't had lunch yet. I'm, Go eat lunch, Brad. I'm, I'm thinking about what to eat. I got some leftover spaghetti in the fridge. Yeah. It's sounding real good. Go on, my okay, sweet baby boy. Go get yourself some food, you poor darling. My okay, poor sweet little stop, baby darling. Stop. This is why we have him on the show. Sam That's, looks out for my emotional needs, unlike some other people I around here. I was just trying to end the inter- show. Can I just say where they can find us? You can find spaghetti time. You end can the find show. Find us at between two at gmail.com <laughs> and on Patreon at patreon.com slash between two Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, have a spaghetti on me. Okay. Bye bye. Your weirdest one yet. <laughs>